Hello, and welcome to The Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host for today, Tyler, and uh, this week I'll be talking about episode 83 of Attack on Titan, uh, Pride. <laughs> um, so this episode starts out with some Hanji and Levi stuff. So we've got uh, Hanji, Hanji. So we've got Hanji shooting a couple of like Survey Corps uh, folks who are like tracking them down, and she's got a tear in her eye because because she's sad because you know the Survey Corps have always been like the good guys, like trying to protect the people in the walls and learn what's outside of it and. and yeah it's it's a shitty situation yeah so she's got to protect levi because levi is all bandaged up and just unconscious at this point uh we see her saying something about um like maybe we should just live out here forever levi which um this is an interesting line because in the manga she says maybe we should just live out here together which uh haji and levi shippers have used as confirmation that uh they're an item and yeah i'm not a big shipper i mean if a show wants you to know that two people are together they'll they'll generally make it official um so yeah i'm curious to see what people make of this in that fandom um, so anyways, uh, Hanji goes on to say that uh, everyone got turned into a Titan except for you, talking about Levi, which is probably the same reason you're still alive, because you're an Ackerman. And this is actually how I ended up noticing there was that small difference in the uh, wording on that previous line, because uh, I was like, I don't remember it being that explicit that she says Ackermans can't turn into Titans, because it's been like a theory for a long time, but we've never really seen it put to test uh but yeah that, that's straight from the manga and um yeah i don't know my headcanon's just been that levi didn't drink yeah i don't think we ever see him drink the wine and so i just assumed that was the case um but yeah at least according to hanji it's because he's an ackerman so then hanji gets the message from aaron and you know levi gets it too which wakes him up and i'm honestly i'm surprised they didn't show us the full Aaron speech again because uh you know anime they love to like give you flashbacks and reuse scenes and stuff to pad out the time but i i guess they just have so much they need to fit in at this point that they, they, they they're just they're just going but yeah so that wakes up levi and i love that the first thing he says when he wakes up is the beast where'd that shithead go like the first thing he does is he wants to wake up and kill zeke <laughs> Uh, which I noticed there was a difference in what he says in the manga. In the manga, he says, The Beast, that piece of shit, where is he? So, same thing. I I don't like to compare the manga and anime side by side. You know, normally the anime fits almost perfectly what I remember the manga doing. <laughs> but uh, then they meet up with um, where we saw them at the end of the last episode. They meet up with uh, Peak and Magath. Levi tells them that they should work together because they have the same goal which is to kill Zeke. And in this scene, I just love how the rumbling continues to be so like present and loud in the background. I don't know. In the manga, I got the feeling at this point that the Titans were pretty much out of there. But no, this is taking a long time. <laughs> but yeah, so Haji tells them that they need to join forces because they have to kill Zeke because uh, the 
founding Titan or Aaron or whatever is probably holding him to use his royal blood. Then Peek asks if they've actually seen the founding Titan, which Hanji responds like she she knows it's so big that it feels like nothing could be done. But that's why they need to like join forces because maybe if they take the the hint you're getting is like maybe they take down Zeke it ends I don't know um and yeah I, I can't wait for you guys to get a good look at the founding titan because it's certainly unique I remember it took so long reading the manga it took I don't know maybe from the time the rumbling started it was like eight months until we finally got like a good look at it which is just wild it was driving me crazy because you get like a butt shot you get like a little side shot but like not the face or the full thing and it's just yeah it's weird so next we get a short scene um of everyone sleeping which i'm only talking about just because i it, it's like seconds because i just love how the rumbling is happening in the background uh it's so loud <laughs> and it has to be like terrifying even though it seems to have been a, a while since they've done any like real damage you know, basically the walls coming down cause the damage, and then the Titans themselves have kind of went in like a single file line safely around everything, it seems. <laughs> but it still has to be pretty terrifying. But yeah, so we see Mikasa, John, Hitch, Annie, Rhina. I, I recently watched the dub, and so I picked up on the fact that I've been pronouncing basically everyone's name wrong. Uh, it's, it's, it's Rhina, not Reiner. Um, so anyways, uh, of note, Hitch and Annie are sharing a room, and this is only noteworthy because uh, Bill has a theory about why they might be doing this, which um, we'll, we'll get to later. But uh, plot-wise, like, yeah, it makes sense. Hitch is trying to keep an eye on Annie, so why would they be in different rooms? That said, uh, Hitch is totally passed out, and Annie is wide awake. Um, so then we catch up with uh, Connie, and I, I think they pronounce his name Connie in the dub. I don't know. I'm going to call him Connie still. So anyways... They catch up with, uh, we catch up with Connie and Falco, and Connie is trying to come up with a plan for how he, exactly he gets Falco in his mom's mouth. And um, I, I never thought I'd love to see a scene where someone tries to kill a kid, but, you know, but if we had to come to this, I really love how this is resolved. And a few of you, including Bill, had questions about this. So uh, Bill asked, do you think over the last four years, Connie has actually been cleaning his mom's teeth. And uh, Benjamin over in the Discord, which you can join our Discord and ask us questions like this by going to probablywork.com backslash Discord. Um, Benjamin asked, why does Connie's mom need her teeth brushed? What has she been eating? And the answer to those are no, and she doesn't need her teeth brush. Um, Titans don't need food, so she hasn't needed to eat for years. There's... <laughs> There's a chance she may have accidentally eaten a person over the years because they kind of made, uh, it seems like they made this like a tourist destination or like a memorial, you know, you can come look at a Titan because it's harmless, but you know, if you trip and fall, you land in the Titan's mouth, it is going to eat you. But overall, this is just uh, like a solid example of how stupid Connie is, and it's like pure comedy genius, and like, I absolutely love it. <laughs> so um, he's asking himself before that, how how do I feed this kid to my mom? And apparently the best plan he can come up with is convincing Falco that brushing a Titan's teeth is going to be like a fun once in a lifetime experience. And then he can just like push him. 
So I remember when I was reading this for the first time, I was thinking there was something deeper there too, that like maybe Connie's going to like show Falco uh, the harm that his people have brought to him personally, like how they've negatively affected him. Maybe like Connie actually does visit his mom and like take care of her often. He's just going to walk Falco through like his routine of everything he does for his Titan mom and just like make him feel bad and then i guess convince falco to like kill himself (laughs) um but no no it's it's nothing deeper this is just a scene of connie connie being a pure idiot um so when connie tells falco uh, that they're gonna brush the titan's teeth uh falco's all like yeah right uh uh uh-huh and i'm very curious if he would have went through with it Falco would have tried to brush the Titan's teeth if uh, Gabby and Armin didn't show up immediately. And then, you know, Armin jumps into Connie's mom's mouth. Um, That's a weird thing to say. Uh, Speaking of weird and and weirdly fitting, along with uh, Armin jumping into Connie's mom's mouth or Armin being in Connie's mom's mouth, um, in the dub and also in the sub... I just thought it was a Japanese accent thing, but uh, they call Gabby Gobby, and oh my god, I hate that <laughs> because in Australia, uh, Gobby is um, it's a blowjob, so that is weird. Uh, I, I, I don't like it. Also, in the dub, oh my god, they give Gabby. I'm going to keep calling her Gabby. I'm not calling this girl Gobby. Um, they give her the most annoying voice actor. Like, I'm sure this voice actor probably does other great work, but they had to like purposely pick this voice to sound annoying. Um, Gabby's never been a character that really annoyed me, but I know she annoys a lot of people. So I, I don't know how the Japanese voice actor sounds to people because I kind of mostly ignore the Japanese voices when I'm reading the subs. Uh, I, I don't know if she's supposed to be annoying, but yeah, they went full on with the dub and tried to make her annoying. So that is interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I love how this played out. Um, not crazy about Connie, you know, being a kid killer, but I get his motivation. And then I love how his one character trait of being, you know, super dimwit is uh, showcased. And then, you know, Armin sacrificing himself to snap Connie out of it just feels like a very Armin thing to do. Uh, and then the aftermath of Falco finding ab- out about how his brother died and how he ate Porco and now has the Jaw Titans powers. Uh, it, it's very touching and it's handled great. And it's actually a good Gabby moment too. Yeah, so even if Gabby annoys you, I feel like you're probably coming around to her at this point maybe. I don't know. A lot of people don't like that she shot Aaron's head off. Um and then she did. She killed that one Titan by jumping and shoving the same gun in his mouth. And it's supposed to be very strong and heavy and stuff. But she's also a trained child soldier. So, like, Aaron killed killed some people. An untrained Aaron killed three people with a knife broom. I feel like a trained child soldier, it's, it's okay for them to be able to do some of these crazy things. I love that knife broom, though. <laughs> uh- Editor's note. There was a brief audio error here and my mic cut out. But I start talking about the scene where Mikasa takes back her scarf. You don't miss anything other than me saying that. Let's go, rumbling rumbling. 
scene with Mikasa taking her scarf back from, um, I don't remember her name. Uh, the girl who like looks up to her and all that. Um, so that girl is dying. She's got some shrapnel inside of her that they can't remove. And she stole, uh, Mikasa's scarf because Aaron told her to get rid of it, but she's like, I'm just going to keep it. Uh, so Mikasa just does not care that she's dying. Um, it just takes it back and then she's out of there which uh the next scene we see with her she's not wearing it still so that's interesting i guess we'll have to be on the lookout for uh, mikasa to see if she ever puts that scarf back on or if she does something else with it so next up uh armin connie gabby and falco just happen to run into annie eating pie and uh bill uh bill has some questions and possibly theories this ties back to hitch and annie sharing a room uh so first bill wants to know what's in the pie i assume they're meat pies i I don't really know but they're eating them as like an entree i feel like they're probably not dessert pies that would be strange um just a thought maybe they are maybe they're all apple pies who knows um so then his next uh, next question is um was the pie a signal of hitch and annie's lesbian relationship and bill I don't think so. Uh, there were lesbians in the show before, supposedly. Uh, Ymir and Historia were supposed to be more than friends, but I don't know if that was ever an actual relationship or if it was just Ymir was into Historia and Historia was friends with her. It's never made clear. And then, you know, they wrote both of the characters out, essentially. So... That sucks. But yeah, I I at least don't think Hitch is into Annie because Hitch has, you know, been complaining to her about all the men she's dated over the years. Uh, But also, Bill, I would like to remind you, you might not have thought this out. Like, you might not have thought about this, but I'm pretty sure I brought it up in the last episode, but I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) Annie is still sort of 16. She was 16 when she got frozen in the crystal and... Yeah, she has not physically aged. Um, I don't know about mentally, considering she hasn't moved in four years, but she could hear what people were telling her. So yeah, I don't know. Just just choose your thoughts carefully there, Bill. But anyways, um, I, I love the scenes of her like eating the pie, I guess, because she hasn't eaten in a while. She's just like going mad for food, even though I don't know if she gets hungry in the crystal. I don't know how that works. Maybe it's just a... Uh, it tastes good and she hasn't had she hasn't experienced taste in a while so she's just going mad but um it's a little strange how they do just happen to sit at the table with her i I mean i guess it's as likely as anything else but me i I like uh connie making fun of her that's that's fun it's kind of like i feel like connie is bill and that makes sense i feel like bill is connie in that scene because like bill is just like ah she's eating pie she must be something she must be lesbian because yeah eating pie um yeah yeah uh, does that mean that bill is stupid it's a serious question <laughs> um but anyways uh, a lot of people in the manga community were bothered by this scene and how they seemingly just like forgive annie for all of her atrocities like instantly and i don't i'm okay with it um i also don't know that they instantly forgive her or even instantly come to an understanding that they're on the same side uh, we skip over that and we just get to uh, Hitch finding a note saying that she decided to go with them. So I imagine there was some kind of conversation 
where they just agreed to work together, not necessarily forgave her. But then on the other side, we've got uh, Connie almost killed a kid. Um, we've got uh, Armin who turned into the colossal Titan and blew up a large portion of a city, killing a lot of people. Um, we've got Gabby who killed Sasha and then learned that she should feel bad about that. And she's also killed a lot of people in war. Um, Valko's mostly the innocent one. I don't know if he's ever killed someone, but... Editor's note. Um, I guess he killed Colt and Porco. Kind of. Poor Falco. Not the Australian rap star. Well, he's also dead. So I guess poor him too. I think it's pretty understandable that they could come to some kind of agreement and also just understand that uh, Armin knows the situation with the whole Marley child soldier thing and how Annie was brainwashed. He's seen Bertold's memories. He, you know, like they're probably somewhat indistinguishable from his own. He has also kind of Bertold's emotions towards Annie. So yeah, I, I think it's pretty easy to see how they could work together and especially with Connie's probably in like some kind of like mental state after you know the experience he went through with almost killing Falco <clears throat> so then we jump forward in time a day or so that they, they don't really tell us but um yeah uh John is about to execute Onion Capone and Yolana uh, but then he misses with four shots at point blank range which is apparently a signal for them to go forward with uh, like a plan they're doing, which is uh, the the cart comes and it's like tossing soldiers everywhere. It's good fun seeing all those shitheads get tossed, uh, and it like uh, snatches up Yolana, Anya Kamon, and John into its mouth. Meanwhile, Mikasa, Connie, everyone else, uh, Armin's probably there. They steal some supplies. So then the cart spits them all out, and uh, John and Anya Kamon are like in a river washing off. And John's complaining about how, like, gross it is and how he's never getting in a titan's mouth again. I wonder if that's true. <laughs> I try to think forward to the manga if he ever gets in a titan's mouth again. Uh, that's something to look out for. <laughs> but uh, Haji asks uh, Pika a funny question about if the cart titan ever brushes its teeth because she stays in that state for months at a time. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember this, and I just thought it was funny considering... Connie was trying to brush his mom's teeth to get Falco in there. Maybe it's not an unreasonable thing to do if someone's been a Titan for that long. I wonder if Titans get cavities and their teeth fall out and grow back, or they just don't get cavities. Um, so anyways, Anya uh, Capone asked Jean some questions about, like, why why would you do this? Like, if you did nothing and just stayed on the Jaegerist side, you'd have everything you wanted. You'd have, like, this cushy life. And uh, John is just basically... I think he's thinking about um, Marco, who, if you remember way, way back in the first season, uh, their friend who died, um, and like that, the, the, the second attack from Reiner and uh, Bertold and Trost. Yeah, he, he's just thinking back to him and saying, you know, if he didn't stand up for what was right, essentially, um, he, he couldn't, essentially, Marco wouldn't forgive him or something, basically. Something like that. <laughs> um, I just, it's it's important that he brings up Marco. Uh, so Bill asked if uh, Yolanda, he actually asked if Yolanda, but uh, it's Yolanda, if she's Magath's uh, daughter or something. And I'm guessing that's because Hanji says that they wanted uh, Yolanda alive and then they zoom in on Magath's uh, face. But no, I, I, 
I, I think they just wanted her alive so they can like punish her on their own terms. Um, because she, she's kind of one of the originators of this whole thing that's going wrong and she's a traitor and all that. And then last, uh, Annie kicks, uh, Rhina awake. I, I like saying Reiner, but uh, I'll try and say Rhina when I remember. But anyway, so, um, Annie kicks him awake, classic Annie, Rhina relationship. And, you know, he's surprised to see Annie there. But then he immediately has like a panic attack because he sees Mikasa's there too. And you know, like Mikasa's like chopped his arms up and like almost killed him several times. <laughs> like he's been having nightmares about Mikasa for years. So I'm sure being this up close to her again is terrifying. Uh, but they're like, hey, you sack of crap. Um, it, it's time for you to get up and we got to get going. And uh, Rhina's like, uh, where, where are we going? And uh, Connie says, uh, to save the world. Which, you know, that's cool. Because that's been Rhina's whole goal this entire time. Um, you know, well, okay, it wasn't his whole goal the entire time. His original goal was become a warrior so that he could live with his mom and dad. Because his dad was uh, a Marlian and his mom was Eldian. But then that didn't work out because his dad was a piece of crap. Um then his goal was to save the world. He was brainwashed into believing that by going over to parody, another word I pronounce, I realized I was pronouncing wrong. It's not paradise, it's parody, which is French for paradise. Um, so by going over there, he was going to try and stop the rumbling and save the world, which in fact, he kind of set off the rumbling and, you know, he, he was part of the events that led to Aaron wanting to do the rumbling. So now... They have to, he's going to go save the world, possibly. So it's it's a fun circle. All right. But yeah, that's all of my thoughts for this episode, um, which means it's time to reach up into that, uh, Bill, I hate you, uh, the, the Titan ball bag um, and read our mail. Uh, so before I read this, uh, just remember, you can go to coordinate pod. You can email us at coordinatepod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at coordinatepod on Twitter. And you can join our Discord and chat with us at probablywork.com slash Discord. Uh, so this email comes from Noah. And Noah writes, Yo, just wanted to write and say your podcast is great. Uh, thanks, Noah. Um, if you have it, if you could leave us a review or if you listen, that'd be pretty sweet. Also, anyone listening, if you could do that, that would be cool. I don't know if it actually helps, but it makes us feel nice. So he goes on to say, I listened to the entire series in about three days at work. Good shit, fellas. Only downside is anytime I see Falco, I think of the Amadeus Amadeus thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, good job, Bill, getting that song stuck in people's head. Um, I know Bill is a big Sasha fan, but don't sleep on Annie. Respectfully, keep up the great work, fellas. In one of the episodes, y'all talked about wanting to cover another series once Attack on Titan ends. So I think it'd be awesome if y'all covered Neon Genesis, especially if you haven't seen it. It'd be mad funny to hear y'all's confusion at the series and the absolute mindfuck it becomes. Or maybe you just watch the movie because it would be mad confusing without the context of the series. Also, I wanted to ask if y'all cover the OVAs. I think you mentioned it in an episode, but I didn't see it on Spotify. Maybe it's on a different platform? I don't know. <laughs> uh, coordinate pod to the moon. Much love. So yeah, thanks Noah for that. And um, yeah, first let's talk about the OVAs. Uh, we said we we're going to do the OVAs at the end of like the uh, season four, part one. Um, 
we even created an, an outline. We were going to do like one a month and it was going to give us one episode a month until the anime came back. And then we just didn't do it. <laughs> so uh, I meant to address this at the start of uh, part two. And I just forgot Bill did that episode, forgot to tell him to address it. Um, but yes, uh, we are going to do those once um, part two wraps up. I think April 3rd is the last episode. So we're going to start covering the OVAs. I think there's like six or seven. Um, we haven't figured out exactly what the timeline for that's going to be. Uh, maybe like every other week. I don't think we're going to be weekly at that point, just because it's hard for us to schedule time talking together. Um, but anyways, um, about the next series we watch, um, I asked Bill and we have both seen Neon Genesis. Bill said he had to watch a video afterwards. He paid very close attention and had to watch a video afterwards, like two hour long video, maybe three hours explaining what he just watched. Uh, meanwhile, I watched it in the background and had no idea what was happening ever. So I think <laughs> I, I think we could maybe watch uh, do like a one off episode where we watch one of the movies. I know there's a few different movies. Some of them retell the story. Some have just like alternate endings. So yeah, if you want to just uh, send us another email, let us know which movie we should watch. And I think we could definitely do like a one off episode of that. I think that would be fun um, because yeah, I, I I do not know what I watched. <laughs> I was like doing some work or something and had it on in the background when it first released on Netflix. And that was apparently a horrible idea. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm going to put the ball bag back up in the Titan. I'm not sure of these mechanics. Um, but yeah, that's it for the week. So hey, um, thank you for listening. And uh, come back next week when Bill will be talking to you about episode 84. I think it's called The, the End of Night or something like that. It's got the word night in it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bill will be back talking to you about that. And if you'd like to hear more of me, you can check out my other podcast, Too Young for This Trek, where I experienced Star Trek for the first time in a nonsensical order. Yeah, until next time, don't get eaten. safely in Arkham. Penguin? No, I... Two-Face. Uh, no, no, it's not... Is it the Riddler again? <sighs> it's... It's not Calendar Man, is it? No! Oh, thank God. It's not about your extensive rogues gallery. Oh. Then why did you use the bat signal? Word on the street. There's a new player in Gotham. They call themselves Podcasters Assemble. They're calling for entries on the latest season where they're reviewing every Batman movie, including Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, starting with Tim Burton's 1989 original, and leading up to this year's release of Matt Reeves' The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson as the Cape Crusader, releasing in theaters on March 4th, 2022. Holy bat movies, Batman! You said it, Robin. Wait, where, where, where did the kid come from? According to this, the first episode is due on Monday, 
February 21st. There's no time to waste. To the Batmobile. Will the Batcasters assemble in time? Find out on the latest season of Podcasters Assemble. Same pod time, same pod channel. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.